season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. through this Fort Wayne baseball series, the 260 area is crawling with baseball talent. Nobody does a better job at promoting that Fort Wayne baseball talent than Old Fort Baseball. Not only are they the sponsor of the Fort Wayne baseball series here on the JKR podcast, but they also support local baseball of Fort Wayne's past, present, and future through apparel and design. They celebrate teams like the Fort Wayne Daisies, Fort Wayne Kikiangas, and much more. Ever since Old Fort's establishment, they have constantly partnered with local teams and organizations to help promote them. Go give them a follow on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, that's going to be at Old Fort Baseball Co. And on Twitter, it's going to be at Old Fort B-Ball Co. Go give them a follow. Go check it out. But with that being said, let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today, we have Fort Wayne native and Summit City Sluggers 14U head coach Austin Snyder on the podcast here for the Fort Wayne Baseball Series powered by JKR Baseball and Old Fort Baseball. Austin, super pumped to get you on the show, man. You're one of the first guys here on this Fort Wayne Baseball Series I'm doing. Uh, So like I said, pumped to have you. How are you doing today? Good. I'm doing great. How are you? And uh, I also want to thank you for having me. Hey, of course, man. I'm doing great. Uh, but before we kind of dig into your coaching career, coaching for the Sluggers, and kind of how your whole career has evolved so far, I have one question I do like to ask everybody I get on the podcast, and that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Austin Snyder? Yeah, so uh, I'm a fairly new coach. Um, right now, currently in the travel realm, um, I'd like to venture out eventually. I'm 27. I actually am a carpenter during the day. And I just love baseball. I love children. Um, and I like to basically improve myself. I love growth and I'm excited um, for the 2023 season. Okay. So you talk about how you're in the travel ball realm right now, uh, coaching for the Summit City Sluggers, one of the best programs in Northern Indiana. Uh, so let's kind of dig into how you got involved in coaching, how you got involved in baseball. Um, just take us through that. And what kind of motivated you to become a coach uh, when you were still kind of in your playing days? Yeah. Um, so I would say, I would say this is my third year coaching, fourth year coaching. Um, so I, I played semi-pro baseball with the Fort Wayne Jackers. Um, it's a part of the NABF, National American Baseball Federation. Um, and had an injury, dislocated my elbow. Um, so that kind of took me out of my playing days. Again, obviously it's amateur. I'm not going to be a pro anyway. So I knew that I was going to have to hang them up sometime. And uh, the, the game just kind of called me back. Um, I lived across the street from a guy that coached with the sluggers at one point, And I always kind of would see him across the street with his son. And I thought that was kind of cool. I liked how they kind of played catch in the yard. He actually had a little pop-up mound. I, I was kind of jealous because I didn't have that as a kid with my dad. And uh, when I got hurt, my grandpa uh, kind of also knew him and told him that I was looking to still be a part of the game. And we had a little breakfast day. We had a little breakfast blind date right before um, tryouts one day. And, Ever since then, we've kind of been best friends. And like I said, year four of coaching with the Sluggers. Okay. So actually, I never knew you played semi-pro baseball. So what was that? What was that schedule like playing semi-pro baseball? And you said playing in Fort Wayne. Like what were some other areas that you guys kind of traveled to to go play ball? Yeah. So you're being being nice and kind of putting it cool. But it it really was just a bunch of dudes. Um, 
college. It's kind of a college summer league at this point, but it, it was more for guys that still wanted to play. Um, but they didn't feel like they wanted to play in the older league with the older men, I guess. So they wanted to take it more serious. Um, there is a World Series that's in Battle Creek, Michigan. We uh, happily made it twice in a row, but it's it's not uh, like like that big of a deal. Um, but Fort Wayne, uh, there's about three or four teams from Fort Wayne. We play other teams from Portland or Chicago team. Um, we play sometimes at Carrington Field up, up by the north side of Fort Wayne, and then we also play Indiana Tech University every once in a while. Okay. So take us through that breakfast blind date a little bit. I assume that's with Mark De La Garza, the owner of the Summit City Sluggers, correct? No, actually, uh, that was with Corey Kelly. Corey Kelly's the uh, other 14U head coach. Uh, we're trying something new this year. We've been together since 12U, um, and we're going to – we got a whole new squad, but we kept the whole other squad basically, and we've kind of made a college environment where we have 26 guys um, for the 2023 season. They have no clue what team they're on, if they're on Coach Kelly's team or Coach Snyder's team, but we're just creating a competitive environment based on growth where – like I said, it's just really about the process, not about the result. Um, but no, that that blind date it was it was at a local restaurant um, with Coach Kelly, like I said, and uh, we really like I I've never met the guy, so we just figured each other out. And I, I I honestly, now that I think about it, I was his only other choice to be his assistant coach. So that little uh, breakfast kind of had to work out, but uh, it did. And like I said, he's my best friend now, and we're we're rolling. Yeah. So Corey Kelly, you said that he lived across the street from you. He was playing catch with his son um, with that little pop-up mound. Is he now on that 14U team? Because I did see a Kelly on that roster when I was making that. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Carter Kelly, his son, um, is a left-handed bat, left-handed pitcher. He's one of our studs. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was kind of cool. Like I said, I never really had that with my dad. Um, and I would watch from afar and that so, just so happened that baseball connected us as it does so many others around the world and uh it's kind of been a cool thing so after so after that breakfast blind date with coach kelly uh what was that transition process for you kind of going through uh just i mean you were just recently a player so what was that transition process from going from the playing days to actually coaching and just kind of take us through maybe those first couple of days when it's kind of like a surreal moment you're like man i'm actually actually teaching, actually coaching some, some younger kids. Uh, can I take us through that transition a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, right away, I'll just go to the tryout. Um, we we kind of do a modified scale, 2080 scale, like as they would in the pros. Um, that right away was pretty hard for me right there. How am I supposed to take myself away from the game and then judge a 12 year old, uh, you know, that was pretty hard for me. Um, and, and actually, I've never even told you this, I don't think, but Coach Kelly's also in the National Guard, and that was right away when COVID was happening, and we do tryouts at the end of July, so I would say by September, September, September-ish, he was um, actually stationed for, for duty. He was helping with the COVID relief, so I, I got thrown into it really, really quickly and actually took over basically the fall and winter workouts. He was down in Indianapolis for the most of the winter and fall like I said and I had no choice but to figure out and again thanks with thanks to coach De La Garza and the you know the rest of the sluggers but I, yeah I, I kind of figured it out quickly so. yeah 
So kind of being thrown in and kind of being a head coach your first year with Coach Kelly down in Indy, I'm sure there was multiple things that were tough about the job. Uh, but just kind of what were some of those toughest things uh, just on that day-to-day basis, coaching younger kids, still kind of being new and you're still learning how to coach yourself. Uh, what was what was the toughest part about becoming that head coach kind of in your first year? Yeah, um, so not that I, um, I'm saying my coaches didn't do it, but I don't necessarily re- recall it playing. Um, through my days but practice planning was was huge um we like to be as prepared as possible at the sluggers and we try to have a written out practice plan so that we can post it for the players of whatever practice that may be and they know what's going on I hadn't I, I never really did that um that with that being said I also have to then practice plan for pitching and I played second base shortstop my whole life so I had to do that um so YouTube and, and, and really social media became my best friend. Um, the ABCA as well. I'm a big fan of that organization and, and that convention. Um, last year was my first year there, and I can't, look, can't wait till Nashville in 2023. But I really just hit the ground running, and I had to learn quickly about the whole game again. Um, it was basically teaching myself again so that I could teach it. Because as coaches, you know how we all say, um, I wish I knew that, or I didn't know that back when I was playing. And that that playing days were was about a week ago and now I've got to learn all this stuff so that I can teach it um and to a 12 year old you know that's a different that's a different factor as well so you say you kind of social media became your best friend also YouTube uh, who were some of those uh, like key channels or those key accounts that you kind of learned from the most and what were some what was some of that like most valuable information you learned there in those first couple months of being a coach yeah um so again uh, you know, social media, it has a little algorithm and it kind of just shows you what you basically you need to see, honestly. And uh, I would say uh, Trotsky baseball for the infield is amazing. Um, I'm still learning outfield. So ABCA, the the convention and the video library they have has helped me with that. Um, Tom House and Alan Jagers for pitching are the goats. I would I would listen to whatever they say and I would absolutely do it. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Jagger bands. Oh my, I'm a huge fan of those. And then um, hitting, hitting, we had a good guy in, in house and we still do. Um, I, I, I honestly am just, I, st- I study what they say and I repeat it. Um, I'm a big fan of MLB Network. They do a lot of breakdowns on YouTube. And, and, and then something that I never, ever thought I would get into is the mental game. And I'm a huge fan of Steve Springer and what he does with quad at bats as well as Brian Kane. Um, again, Alan Jagers is really good at that stuff. So the mental game, and that was something that I never thought I would, would be in. And honestly, until coaching, I never knew was a thing. So you mentioned that mental game there a little bit. I know you kind of took took some players through a pretty lengthy uh, presentation about being mentally strong and just kind of how the, ba- the game at baseball is very mental, mental, mental. Um, just being strong there in the in in the mind, in the, have a strong mindset. So, kind of what what was the content of that present that um, mental presentation you kind of put together for that little camp you guys had a couple of weeks ago? Uh, what's some of the key things you kind of honed in on when it came to the mental side of the game? Yeah. Um. So, first and foremost, I would say having a routine. Um, having a routine so that a that gets you performing at your best again, whether that be on the baseball diamond or at work. Um, in the real world, having a routine, everything, every day that gets you going, whether that be eating breakfast or, or listening to your favorite song on the way to work, it's just something that, that gets you going and performing at your best. Um, 
um, as well as in-game routines of something, let's say you make an error of how we flush that and move on to the next pitch. Um, you know, there's a book out there, Heads Up Baseball. Um, baseball fans know it. Coaches know it. Um, they talk about living pitch to pitch, and I, I, I preach that as well. Um, so my routines, what else did I talk about? Oh, um, yeah, I talked about I talked about breathing a lot. Um, I think the breath, and, and again, Alan Jagers is really big on this, but the breath helps you, you know, slow the game down so you can speed it back up. Um, and then again, I did I did do a mindfulness session, and that just kind of is a it's we call it the ball meditation method, where you breathe, affirm, look back, and look forward. Um, and I'm a I'm a big fan of that, and I think that after the ABCA convention in January of 2022, where I met Brian Kane, um, we got back and we, we, we immediately did a mindfulness session and we ran with it. Um, I think that these kids and no matter the age group, especially the travel realm and in high school, they've got a lot going on, whether that be at home or at school or even on the baseball diamond, they, these, these kids aren't as tough as, well, I shouldn't say that they are not as tough, but they don't handle failure as well. And baseball is a game of failure. Um, so I, I, it was just kind of things that help them w when that failure does occur because it is going to occur. Um, and then just the focus on preparation, because I'm a big believer that the separation is in the preparation and that, that, you know, nothing is earned or nothing's given and that you earn it. Okay. So I know this is going to be a loaded question here, but you talk about learning the infield, learning the outfield, what certain things you want to teach your players and kind of coach your players on uh, when you're learning. I know you said hitting is kind of thing where you have a great hitting coach in house. So you kind of don't worry about that as much, but when it comes to pitching, learning from, I know you said house, which is a, which is a Twitter guy, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Tom, Tom house is a, he's actually even a doctor. He went to USC. Um, he played in the majors. Um, Tom house, actually, he caught Hank Aaron's 715th ball. He was in the bullpen for the Braves that day. So he, he's been around pitchers. He's been around the game. Um, and he actually trained Nolan Ryan. He trained Randy Johnson. So, like I said, Nolan Ryan, he taught him how to basically he revamped his throwing mechanics. So we 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 do whatever he says because Nolan Ryan's obviously the goat. Yeah. So, like I said, this is going to be a loaded question, but when it comes to just learning that infield, learning the outfield, which you said you're still kind of learning at this point in your career, and learning pitching from Coach House and then uh, a couple of the other people you've learned it from, like what are some of the key things that you kind of learned or just what, what would be the most valuable things that you've learned so far about all three of those uh, positions in baseball? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, um, it's it's the kinetic chain. Everything starts from the ground up starts from the from our from our legs and our feet and our and our hips um and whether that be hitting pitching or fielding um everything starts with that it's a strong base it's an athletic base um and, and if you if you really think about it pitching and hitting are the same you need to have a transfer of the weight you need to get onto the backside and you need to explode off that backside um so i, I would say the 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 um the kinetic chain um obviously you know I think a, a very good base of speed and agility. I think that everybody needs to be an athlete. I'm a huge fan and proponent of multi-sport athletes. Um, again, out of the, the 14 you guys I have, I have 26 of them. I would say probably 20 of the 26 are in a sec and in a sport right now and just got done with a, a, a fall sport. So I think being an athlete is huge. And then again, the mental game, um, you can never, ever, ever be too mentally tough. Um, a lot of these people say, and I say a lot that, you know, when the talent is equal, that's when the mentally tough 
become, comes out, and that's when the teams that are more mentally tough and more mentally prepared will win. So you mentioned that this is your fourth year coaching at the Summit City Sluggers. Uh, so just looking back at these past four years, how have you developed personally and as a coach, uh, just learning from all the guys that you're around, uh, just continuously trying to get 1% better every day, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, so yeah. just how have you developed as a person and as a coach here these past four years? Yeah. Um, so, you know, Coach Dale Garza will laugh at this as well as the other, you know, slugger people, but uh, calm down a little bit. Um, I, I Like I said, I came from playing um, in an amateur league, so it's kind of, you know, have fun, but it's also serious. So you can bark a little bit, you know, playing college ball and watching college ball and high-level baseball, you know, the coaches can bark a little bit um, and, you know, try to get that call, that next call, maybe put some in the umpire's ear. Um, I don't, I never like caused a scene or anything, but I definitely got ejected a couple of times and I was happy to say I never did last year. Um, but, but more, more than that, you know, I, I've just, I think I've became more of a um, sensitive and more, what's the, what's the word where you, uh, sympath, sympathetic, I'm more of a sympathetic person. Um, you know, I, n I never would say that I'm like a self-centered person, but it definitely like there's a lot more perspective when you're dealing with 13 kids, 13 families, 13 situations. Um, and it also kind of just with the sympathy, I just, I've in the, the more calm, I would say I've, I've, I've also became happier, man. I, I you know, I, I have an impact in, in kids' lives. Um, so, you know, I, I think really I've improved more inside than I have, as a coach, I think it's, it's helped me. And, you know, having a son, I have a eight month old son. He's also helped me relax. And now I definitely don't want to get thrown out in front of my son. So, um, so yeah, it's just, I think that it's, it's helped me become a better man. And, and it's, it's the kind of, that's the kind of cool part about coaching is that you're helping them, but they don't even know they're helping you. So being a coach at the Summit City Sluggers, obviously you mentioned him earlier, Mark De La Garza, that owner of the Summit City Sluggers. He's been a coach now for a while within the Fort Wayne area. Uh, so what's that been like kind of learning from him? And can I take us through the relationship you have with Mark uh, just because he is such a well-known guy within that Fort Wayne baseball area? Or, in, I mean, I guess in Indiana in general. So, Yeah. Um, coach, coach De La Garza, Mark, is awesome. Um He's, 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 uh, he's like an older, he's an older gentleman, obviously. So he's kind of like a grandpa, but he's kind of like a best friend. He's kind of like a dad. He's kind of everything. Um, he's, he's also a coach, you know, and I, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer that coaches need coaches. So he'll, he'll get in you if he needs to. Um, but, but he's also a really genuine, genuine man that, that cares about kids and, and cares about developing them for, for, for life as well as baseball, because it is our common, common joy. Um, but, but Mark is, Mark is awesome. He knows so much. He, he knows, I mean, he's got a book of trick plays that are all illegal, but he knows them. Um, he knows everybody that you could ever think of. Um, he's got stories for days. It's, he's like, he's like a walking, talking baseball encyclopedia. And he's, he, he's been a, he's been a mentor. He's been a friend, like I said, but it, it's just, uh, I, 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 I growing up never played against the sluggers. Um, so I, I never really had any bad blood or, good blood with them so I kind of got to walk in with a perfectly clean slate and uh it's worked out so well so far um you know he and I run a camp on Friday nights with with uh like seven to eleven year olds it's been awesome and our, our relationship has really grown over the past couple three years and I'm, I'm really thankful for that one
So continue on with Mark De La Garza and the Summit City Sluggers. So Mark's built a pretty solid program here these past 25, 26 years, getting established in 1996. I mean, he's a ton of guys who are either drafted or played in the major leagues, such as like Jared Parker, Josh Van Meter, like I said, has some sort of relationship with the Kiermaiers as well. Um, just from you kind of learning from him these past four years, what do you think has led to the success of that Summit City Sluggers program? And what do you think has led to the, him just establish uh, him uh, – developing all these guys who are either going to play college pro ball or even making it up to the major leagues at that top level. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'll, and I'll even add, um, go to our website. Our, our alumni list is very long. Um, our goal is to get them to the next level, whether that be right now as 14 year, uh, we want to get them to high school or if they're a 15 through 17, you, that means college, um, any level of it, NAIA all the way up or JUCO. Um, we've got a long list. Um, it's, it's really impressive and it's, it's really cool to look at over the years, but what I would say is, again, it's, it goes back to that growth mindset. It goes back to caring about the kid, about the families, about the organization and the community. Um, he, he, and, and, and he knows it. He knows, he knows the game inside and out. Like I said, trick plays that are, that you can't run. Um, and, and he knows the people. So he's got his connections. He's got a great knowledge base. And again, more importantly than anything, he cares. So he'll, he's willing to do that he'll go that extra mile for you. Um, so, and, and back in the day, he used to, you know, take the buses as like it would, like in the old days, and they, they'd take buses of kids if they had to. He, he still drives a, a school bus every single day for kids. He's just, he cares about kids. He cares about kids becoming good adults, whether they're, you know, baseball or softball players, because we do have softball. Um, but but it's, it's, a, it's a really big knowledge pool. There's great coaches around us, not just myself and Coach Mark. We have a great staff as a whole that, that are bought in. Um, so that's that's another thing as well, buy-in. Buy you know, he, he can get you to buy in. He's a, he's a great old-school coach that if he cares, he'll show you. Um, and, 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 if, and if you buy in, he'll buy in and he'll do anything for you. So I think he's got a really big knowledge base. He's got a huge amount of care inside of his heart, and um, he's got the connections as well. All right, so you mentioned uh, that the, the camps that you guys host on Friday nights, you and Mark, but you guys also have that Summit City Baseball Academy being hosted that week in between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so just you, the coach, Summit City Sluggers coach staff as a whole, what are you guys looking forward to most to um, having Carter Matheson, Braden Reisdorf, Traven Moss um, there at the facility kind of coaching some of the next generation in Fort Wayne uh, alongside you and the other coaches from the Sluggers? Uh, what are you guys looking forward to most to that that week, um, that camp there in December? Yeah, so yeah, just that, um, helping the next generation as well as kind of bridging the gap between the most kind of generate the most recent generation of guys that went on to college between kids that that love baseball but don't know even that these guys exist and I think that's another thing is is putting these guys on display because you know as you know Carter had an amazing season at IU um Traven had a great season at NKU and then followed it up with the great Grand Park Summer League season um you know Braden deals and he throws cheddar um as well as um being an IU alum or uh IU recruit and now on the team um I'm looking forward to it I've seen Braden throw bullpens and he's got great stuff and I think that he could teach the kids some some things because from what I've gained from him is he was kind of a late bloomer himself and that's a story um that I think kids need to hear too is that don't quit don't give up um our sport baseball 
kids quit at 13 or 14 because they think that they have to have the offers or they, their parents put pressure on them or even themselves that they get too wrapped up in stats. And I think that uh, that story from somebody like Braden is, is something that would be very valuable to anybody that is in attendance. All right. So another really cool thing you guys are doing that kind of helps out that next generation there in Fort Wayne is that Summit City Sluggers Developmental League, you guys started here this past fall here in 2022. So kind of take us through what, kind of what that's about and how you guys, how the whole idea kind of came about. Yeah. So with our, with our guy, Tom House, like we, we spoke earlier about, um, he put out a tweet a while ago um, talking about why um, youth, and I would say younger youth, like six to nine, six to eight-ish, um, they don't use a smaller baseball. Um, we make them use a, sm- a, a regular-sized baseball, but we scale the field down, we scale the bats down, um, but we make them grip and hold a, a, a regular-sized baseball that, that teaches proper habits. Um if you think about it, soccer, they use a smaller soccer field, this smaller soccer ball, a basketball, smaller ball, football, smaller ball. Um, and we, we, we kind of just talked about it and said, why don't, why don't we try it? So we, we got some of those balls. They're, they're smaller than a regular size baseball. Um, I don't actually have them on me right now, um, but they're smaller. Um, but they teach, they, they get the kids using the proper forcing grip. Um, and then we, we, we've used that. We've had a, four weeks of practice as a whole we, we're going to break it into a league in the spring and kind of bridge the gap between travel ball and little league um coach Dale Garza I also agree and the sluggers do as a whole agree that we don't believe in 8U baseball especially you know 8U baseball AAA trying to win the perfect game tournament we're not trying to do that here as we said we're all about growth and development um so we we kind of just want to bridge that gap between travel and little league and we want the kids that are good that find themselves with other kids that are picking daisies in left field and not paying attention that they have a home so that they can kind of take their game more seriously. But again, more, more, more development wise, and it's going to be more practice based, um, maybe one game a week. Okay. So, so digging into that next generation there in Fort Wayne, uh, who are some guys to be looking out for um, who are in high school now? Um, I know you guys have a couple really good players on your 14U team, a couple of good players on your 16U team. Uh, yeah. Who are just some guys to be looking out for in Fort Wayne these next three, four years, so potentially some guys who are playing at, at the high school level right now or some middle school guys? Um, who, 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 just, who are some guys to be looking out for uh, just for guys like myself who are just big baseball guys in general? You know, just I'll go backwards. We'll start with the seniors and kind of work back. Um, the the Dwanger kid, Brayton Thomas, lefty. Um, if, if I'm correct, too, he's going to IU. Yep. Yep. So, so you know, he's one of them. Um, I'm not I'm not in tune as well, but definitely there are some 17 you that are out there. Um, I can't think of any juniors necessarily off the top of my head. Um, I would add probably Purnell's white set, white set. Um, he's a friend of the next two names I'm going to name. Uh, Brandon Logan and uh, Landon Fry at Snyder High School. Um, but I also want to throw out some other names that I think are studs at that that sophomore class. Um, also at Snyder, Cam Davis, um, Logan Jarvis, or Trevor Jarvis, sorry. Trevor Jarvis. A um, couple of those guys, they're within our program. Um, they're 16U with us and Coach De La Garza, 16U team. Um, but I, I, I really think uh, that, that, that Fort Wayne as a whole has kind of came around um, – you see more competition throughout the SAC, which is the main conference here. Um, Homestead, year in and year out, has guys that are on the bench that have D1 offers. Carroll is the same way. Um, 
I'm not necessarily familiar with those two rosters like that, but we do get a lot of kids from Homestead. Um, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a young man named Carter Kentz that's also on the 16U. He's a catcher at, at Homestead. That's another name. Um, and we, we currently don't have a 15U program right now, so I can't necessarily name any freshmen off the top of my head. Okay, so um, some other guys to be on the lookout for. I know you, you've mentioned a lot just from conversations we had off the record, you know, just talking about the camp or whatever it happens to be on phone calls. Uh, you're talking about your 14U team quite a bit, the team that you were the head coach of, you and Corey Kelly. Um, you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast that you said this team is full of studs. You guys are sending them to a bunch of big-time tournaments this upcoming summer. Uh, so kind of take us through how that 14U team kind of got together and just some guys to be on the lookout for this upcoming summer, you know, when guys – like myself go and watch the summit city sluggers 14 U team go play. Yeah. Um, so from, from the past two years, like I said, 12 U we started, um, we've, we've had a pretty good recidivism rate. We've kept a majority of the same squad. Um, we had 13 players last year. We kept 10 of them. And then we added 16, like I said, from various teams and cities and organizations. Um, so we got two teams that we're going to take to anywhere and anywhere that the, the studs are at. Um, we believe that to be the best, you got to beat the best. And as I said, our job is to get them to the next level and we're going to kind of skip high school and we're, we're trying to help them get recruited. Um, so we're going to take them to PBR. We're going to take them to some pastime tournaments, Notre Dame University being one, um, the Woodbat National Championship at Butler University. Um, going to play in a perfect game tournament, possibly a second. Um, that one, the, one of the perfect games is at Valparaiso University. So we're going to give them the opportunity. Um, I think that that's all you can ever ask for in life and, and baseball in general, too, is, is an opportunity. So we're going to give them the opportunity that if they want to take this game to college and um, use, use baseball as an avenue to get a better education, we're going to give them the opportunity and we're going to go face the best of the best. Um, we're not trying to do any any uh, AAA, AA kind of stuff or U-Triple-S-A. We're just, we're just going to try to face the best of the best. We don't need rankings. We don't really care about trophies. It's fun winning as we all know, but we're, we're really big on growth. And, and now at this age, we wanted some exposure. Um, so with that being said, yeah, there's a, we got a, I would call him a middle infielder as well as a pitcher. His name's Elijah Rauner. Um, he actually made the Midwest NTIS team and competed in Cary, North Carolina, didn't advance to the national team for the 14 year, but he went down and competed in the final step before um, becoming an actual national team member. Um, there's Ryan Stuckey. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but you can play with your age or play with your grade, something of that nature. Um, he's a freshman, but he plays with a 14U. He's a freshman at Angola. He's a stud center fielder, plays uh, wide receiver, plays point guard. He's just a great athlete, freak athlete, and um, is great on the mound as well. Um, Preston Ryan is another great middle infielder. He's, he's one of our newer kids from Northridge area. Um, he's a stud. And, and we really gained a lot of studs, man. I, I could go on and on and on. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I, I, I also don't want to waste your time. But I could, I could go down one through 26. Like I said, we're very excited about the 2023 season, man. So you talk about your 2023 schedule. You're going to be taking that 14U team to. Um, so at this point in the year, kind of how – you guys already have that schedule already put out to where you're going to, like you mentioned, Valpo, Butler. Um, you have a perfect game event, PBR event you guys are going to. Uh, kind of what goes into that scheduling process, uh, just reaching out to tournament directors or tournament events, uh, what kind of goes into that scheduling process? Yeah, so um, like I said, this is my first year as a head coach, so I'm kind of learning it as well. Um, it starts basically, 
I would say right around fall. Um, obviously, there are fall ball events and tournaments and even leagues, but we, we try to not do that in the fall. We like to stay within house and scrimmage, especially with the new team and having extra guys to scrimmage. Um, and we just want to focus on practice. So we might do one tournament in the fall. Um, but I would say, honestly, October, the end of October, early November is when these, these places start putting out their schedule. And like I said, it's for us, we're not trying to go win the tournament. We're trying to go compete and we're trying to show who we are as sluggers and as young men. Um, so, so we're, we're, we're just, we, this year looked for places. We looked for venues and we looked for exposure and we looked for competition. Um, so, you know, the process is you go and you, you go, may go to U-Triple-S-A or BPA or PBR and, you, you know, just tournament search. Um, with us, we like to kind of stay around the area, um, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Ohio. Um, being blessed in Indiana with Grand Park, we don't really have to go very far if we don't want to. Um, as well as, like I said, these colleges now at being at 14U, 15U, you get to go do those kind of tournaments. So you can really stay in the Midwest. Um, you don't have to go very far. Um, so, so yeah, you, you basically search your, your state, your, maybe, maybe your classification, if you guys do want to do that and you go through, see who's there, see if you feel like you can at least compete. Cause again, that's all you want to do is compete. Um, and, and then you basically write the check, send it to them. Yeah. So transition a little bit to some of the former sluggers that we talked about earlier. So Carter Matheson, Braden Reisdorf, Traven Moss. I'm sure there are some other guys who are playing college ball right now who actually train at that sluggers facility in the offseason. But what is that like, uh, just having those type of guys walking around the facility, potentially some of your current players get to kind of learn from them, pick their brains. Uh, what's that like having them and uh, just walking through your guys' facility in the offseason? Right. Um, especially right now, um, kind of like I said, end of fall going into Christmas winter time is when it really ramps up when the guys start coming back for break. Um, and it, it's just like, it's, like you said, it's, it's awesome. They, the young guys, whether they're a nine U or a 10 U or another 17 U, they might even be friends. Um, can just kind of chop it up and talk ball. Um, guys like Traven, like, like Carter, like, like Braden, those guys are definitely not afraid to. And it's, that's, what's even what's cool about them is they're not afraid to talk to other people and share their tips and tricks. Um, but, I would say that that it, it, it's it's nice because it gives them a, a place to kind of show off to their friends and say, hey, we got this as well. So, I, I you know, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I, I believe our facility is the best in Fort Wayne. Absolutely. And I would probably, besides, you know, the, the old powerhouses and the Chargers kind of thing, I would say that we're up there. Um, and, and, and so they're allowed to come and use whatever they have. We have our weight room that they use in the mornings, typically, and then they'll hit. Um, you know, the pitchers will get their workout in and then throw in the back room, do a bullpen, whether it be to a catcher that they bring or to a mat. But, you know, um, I think that that we offer so much and it's 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 really cool to see guys come back and, and take take advantage of it. Um, not to not to go any any longer, but Trayvon Moss said that this that our place competes with with college, you know, so it's kind of cool to kind of see where you stack and see what you got compared to the other places as well. Yeah. All right. So I got a couple more questions here for you. And then we're going to go to a rapid fire where I got three questions just back to back to back just to end it off. Uh, but no, as you kind of been like, you, like you said, like we've talked about, this is your going to be your fourth year going into it um, of being a coach first year as a head coach. Uh, just what are some of the best memories or just some of the best experiences so far uh, throughout your coaching career? 
Yeah. Um, so another kind of selling point that coach Corey kind of sold me on, which I, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't need very much selling that that morning, but, um, this is our first year we went to Cooperstown for the Cooperstown tournament at 12 U. Um, originally the sluggers had a big thing with the dreams park, but we went to all-star village, um, with the COVID restrictions and whatnot. Um, but that was awesome. I'd never been to Cooperstown. Um, the facilities there were beautiful. The people were awesome. Um, going to the Hall of Fame was something that I'll never forget. Um, it was the year that Derek Jeter got inducted, so they had just put out his display, and that's my favorite player, so that was awesome. Um, you know, I, I, I finally remember the Ichiro box, the display box. Man, Ichiro was awesome, too. I loved Ichiro. Um, and then just kind of just take it take it back to, the, to, to games as well. I You know, obviously you remember winning, but I also remember – the relationships that I've made and, you know, being able to console a kid after he let up a homer. Um, speaking of Cooperstown, we, our last game there, it was, we weren't in the tournament anymore, but they had, it was a consolation. We came back in the last inning, hit a three run homer in the top of the sixth. And we go out in the bottom of the sixth to um, hold them to go into extras and the kid let up a homer. And, 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 you know, that's, those are the moments that I remember more is because those are ones that you and that kid will never forget. Um, just kind of being there for them. Um, the reason that I coach is, is when I played, I had a, I had a really good coach for travel and the travel years of 13, 14, 15 stick with me and will stick with me forever. So that's kind of why I coach. And I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to be that for some other kids. And, and that's, that's, that's really what I remember most. Um, you know, I, the kids call me a softie when, when we win tournaments or win big games, I, I get almost emotional about it. It's just cause I'm so happy for them. Um, they earned it. They deserve it. And uh, I, I, our team was successful when I played travel. So I, I kind of excited and happy that they get to feel that way too. Yeah. So with the Summit City Sluggers already being like a pretty established organization with some great alumni, great coaching staff, uh, what, what do you kind of see as the vision for the future uh, for the Summit City Sluggers um, as you guys kind of go down the road, continue to develop players, getting them 1% better every day? Uh, just what do you kind of see as that vision for that Summit City Sluggers? Yeah, um, I don't really there. It's almost it's almost like there is no vision, man. We're, we're just we're, we're trying to take it to the top. Um, you know, there's obviously the Indiana Bulls. There is the Canes. There are the, the Indiana Chargers. We're, we're trying to be that like them. Um, Coach De La Garza has often said that back back when we first started in the 90s, um, he used to be able to kind of just point and say, hey, you're a slugger. And that kid would be like, yes, sir, I am type of thing. You know, we had a reputation and travel ball, as we all know, has kind of been watered down. But we're trying to get back to that where the sluggers are the name in Fort Wayne and the sluggers are known throughout Indiana and the Midwest. Um, <clears throat> and that we can get those quality guys that I mentioned earlier that are in high school um, and, and that move on. So. I think that obviously with baseball in 2022, a lot of technology is taken forward. I, I'd love to, you know, see a track man or a rap Soto or a hit tracks in there. Um, we, we we're very big on social media right now. Um, that's never ending. So you got to continue to just continue with content. And this is a part of it. Um, and just, I think that, you know, the way you get to kids hearts right now is cool gear, which, you know, I like to say we have pretty cool gear. Um, success so we always want to continue to have success whether that be at 10u because i'd love to have a great 10u group that stays together for five six years or whether that be at the 17u with the big dogs and you know they say hey th those guys are really good i want to be a slugger too so i think there is no vision we are 
we are just walking along, kind of, you know, living pitch to pitch, as I say, or, you know, step by step and trying to just take it to as, as high as we possibly can. Okay. All right, man. Well, I've got three questions here for you, kind of a rapid fire, uh, just something I want, just something I've been doing here these past couple episodes on the podcast. So number one for rapid fire motive, when it comes to motivations, what is it that kind of just gets you out of bed every day, just motivates you to kind of get better and kind of help develop the players. Um, this can be on a personal level or even on a coaching side as well. Uh, just what is it some, what is it that kind of motivates you every day? Yeah. Um, I kind of, I don't want to be known as like being rich, famous guy, but I want to be known as the guy that was there and the guy that was, was helpful. Um, I pride myself on being resilient. I pride myself on being um, available and I pride myself on, on, on being helpful. So, you know, anything that I can do to help the kid that day, I'm a big fan of, of uh, sending out texts to your players and giving them some motivation as well. I, I think that, like I said earlier, these kids got a lot going on. I think that if you can help one kid each day or, you know, three kids in a week, that, that, that's, that's life-changing. So really helping others um, and kind of just leaving a legacy of, of, of that guy was, was there for me and he helped me. Um, and then lastly, too, like I said, I have a son, so now I want to teach him how to be a good man. So my son and my wife um, are my number one why, obviously, but then helping out others is, is my other reason. Okay. All right. So question number two, perfect picture here in your life in 15 years, uh, kind of everything's going right. Uh, what does that life look like here in 15 years from now? Hmm. Um, it's a really good question. I'll have a 15 year old son. So that's something. Uh, well, he's in high school, so I'd hopefully, hopefully I'm coaching him or at least have eyes on his coach. Maybe, maybe in a Mark De La Garza type of role where I have the sluggers as my facility or, own my own facility or, you know, just, again, having, having a hand on as many kids as possible. So, you know, I like what we have going with the 14 new thing where we have 26 kids rather than a regular standard 13 or 14 man roster. So I don't know, maybe, maybe something in that nature. I like doing camps, maybe having my own facility someday. Awesome. All right. Down to that last question. And I kind of have, Kind of an idea of what your answer is going to be here, uh, but let's kind of see. So last question here, Austin Snyder on the JKR podcast for that Fort Wayne baseball series powered by JKR baseball and old Fort baseball. This final question, what is your favorite baseball brand? Favorite baseball brand. Well, you already know it. Yeah, it's my guys at 100% sunglasses. Yep. Frank Schranz, that's my guy. Um, we, we, we sell them at our facility. We're, we're big fans of them. I think, obviously, Oakleys are Oakleys, but I think they're going to take over with the baseball game at least. And um, I just like what they got, man. They got so many cool ones. Like, as you know, you got Andrew Wiggins and Max Clark that rock them all the time. Um, I, I'm a big fan, 100%. I like Evo Shield. Um, and I, I'm a huge fan of Wilson. Wilson is, is up there, too. I'm a big Wilson brand guy. All right. Well, that makes me that makes me two for two today. I had Coach Brewster of the Arkansas Sticks on earlier today doing episode number one of a cool new project I got going with them in the Arkansas Sticks. Um, kind of predicted his uh, favorite baseball brand as well. Makes me two for two today. Pretty solid day there. Um, yes, but no, sir. man, that's 
Uh, that's all the questions I got for you here on the podcast. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I know we've been building a relationship now for the past year or so. Um, great relationship between the JKR podcast and the Summit City Sluggers. Uh, hope to continue to grow that, con- continue with the Summit City Baseball Academy we got going on, and just these next years and years to go in both of our careers, just continue to build that relationship and build Fort Wayne baseball in general. Um, so, no, man, just thanks for coming on the show, and I really appreciate it. Oh, dude. It's been a pleasure. Um, thank you. And and I want to, you know, kind of give a shout out to you, man. Um, your listeners and your following, they need to re- recognize that, you know, you, you, you're you doing a big things and, and you're just a young man yourself. And I, I've told you a hundred times, but I'm proud of you, dude. And, and uh, I re- I'm really happy we got to do this. And thank you so much.